High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to a very interesting edition of High School Slumber Party, the podcast for me and some friends look back at our teenage years with the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the pool party's at my place this evening. But not for you, because it's Monday, it's the summer, it's a babysitting Monday, and you have to earn your keep, you have to earn that money for whatever it may be. Maybe it's a new car once you get your license. Maybe it's saving up for your college tuition. Maybe it's just to grab a burger and shake with your girl or guy at the drive-in. But you gotta do it. Would you rather go to summer school? I didn't think so. (laughs) But before any of that, just a reminder, look down at your phone, look at I don't know, whatever device you might be using, your computer perhaps, wherever sound is coming out of, and just do High School Slumber Party a favor and hit that subscribe button. Maybe it's Google Play, maybe it's Apple Podcasts, maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Stitcher. Who knows? Who cares? Just hit that subscribe button, please. And while you're there, if you haven't already, give us a nice little five-star rating, write us a review, all that helps the algorithm, that helps High School Slumber Party, that helps me gain confidence in myself and not be, like, depressed over this summer because 2020, not the best year. But thank you. Thank you just for being here and listening anyway. I really, really appreciate that. And remember, you could always check us out at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, the flagship for all Cage Club programming All the pop culture podcasts you can ever want and desire are there at cageclub.me. Another reminder, class participation is a huge part of your grade, even in the summer. I'll count it to your junior year. Don't worry. And you can participate by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You could write me messages on all three platforms. Or, perhaps... You can send me an email at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. 
And before I send you off on your babysitting assignment, because responsibility is important, you want to learn the lessons that are going to build you into a great adult, someone who works and loves working, someone with a job that they're focused on that means everything to them, someone who's not podcasting for free and actually doing something with their life. You want to be that, right? And this is where it starts with little summer jobs like this, like babysitting. Why did I bring that up? Oh yeah, before any of that, I want to make sure you were having fun on Friday with us, and I hope you checked out our last Friday episode. It was a really, really fun one. It was Battle Royale with Dan Cologne, a film from Japan, an awesome film, kind of a scary film, a weird sci-fi dystopian film, but you know all about it. You listen bi-weekly to this podcast, whether it be on cageclub.me or all the other platforms I just said. So you know how awesome of an episode it was, and we thank Dan Cologne once again. But today, for Babysitting Monday, we have one of my favorite guests, Alexandra Schroeder. Alex is back, and we're talking another weird one, another weird 70s one. Last summer, we talked summer school teachers. This one is kind of similar, but not really. This one is weird. Look, I'm just going to warn you. This is an interesting film. And another disclaimer, our audio connection was not the best. It gets better over time. Don't worry, the first couple minutes are a little wonky, but we acknowledge that. Just plow through and you'll hear everything. You'll hear some glorious, glorious takes on a very, very odd film. With that being said, why don't I grab my drink? Let's see what I've made for myself this week. Ah, nice. A rum runner. Classic tiki drink. (laughs) So I'm going to hang out by my pool. Go off on your babysitting assignment. I'll I'll make sure you get the money afterwards. I'm kind of like the coordinator here. I'm kind of like the, the babysitter's pimp. Ooh, don't want to say that, especially when we're talking about this film. Ah, so I leave you with a song that played in the credits of this film. Unfortunately, I couldn't isolate every song from Weekend at the Babysitter. But here's one that played in the credits. Who knows? So pack your favorite jammies. Wait, no. The babysitting one has to be different. Pack your backpack. Pack whatever you need to babysit. I'll figure that out later. Because I'm about to get my pool party on, and you're about to get your babysitting assignment on. I'll see you on the other side of the pool. I want to start off by saying uh, maybe a slight apology. This is an interesting film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're doing this to me. I don't know why you <laughs> want me to 
get in trouble with everybody. <laughs> well, we had such a fun time doing summer school teachers, and this summer we're doing a bunch of babysitting films, and I figured, oh, you know, you clearly have experience and weird stuff on this podcast, so hey, <laughs> this might work. Yes, but... <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Well, before we dive into this movie, and I usually say take a deep dive, but I don't know how deep we can dive here, so we'll see. I don't want to go too deep. Okay? Nope. <laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself in the classic high school slumber party way, which name, high school, graduating year, and high school team name. Okay, well, my name is Schroeder. I'm one of the Rattlers from San Marcos High School, and I believe I graduated in 2012 still kind of shaky on that because again i had a lot of fun in high school so <laughs> would definitely be part of the motocross game that we saw <laughs> so so interesting do you mind just repeating your name because that's the only time you cut out yeah my name is schroeder <laughs> it's always on the serious always on your first na- it's on your first name <laughs> alex schroeder alex schroeder that's my name <laughs> <laughs> i'll plug that in somehow <laughs> Okay, just like, like just take it from one of the other recordings that we've done. <laughs> True, I could do that. I could do that. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Wait, don't worry. My name is Alex, and I went to San Marcos High School in Texas, and I was a rattler. Very proud. Very proud. I mean, this movie has a lot of interesting stuff. The film is called Weekend with the Babysitter. I was just trying to get some babysitting movies. There's a... I don't know if there's a lot I have to say, but there is a lot of things I want to bring up in sense of a lot of WTF moments and happenings here. Before that, I want to ask you, uh, did you ever have any experience with babysitters or babysitting yourself? Um, you know, I never really had a babysitter, nor did I ever babysit. So this whole babysitting culture, I, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know if this happens all the time because it seems to. Well, definitely don't take what happens in this film as babysitting culture. God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is a film from 1970 that I would say it's in that those like B-movie, grindhouse kind of films. You mentioned quickly off air that there's not a lot of scholarship on this film at all. I was attracted to this film, to be completely honest with you, by the trailer. Like, this has to be one of the most outrageous trailers I have ever seen. There is absolutely so much going on. Like, there's almost two movies. <laughs> and it just, like, it just screams 70s. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's, like, it's very 70s and very just uh, odd. I don't think this was ever released on VHS or DVD. It's surprisingly on amazon but i don't know if uh, your amazon said this but on mine it said it was like from 2007 and it had like a palm tree as its cover it made no sense yeah (laughs) i think it's i think it's because it's part of a collection uh, because right under it it had the same look to it mm. so i'm pretty sure this is a collection of great pieces of art (laughs) but i really did enjoy this oh good i'm glad because i was afraid (laughs) i was afraid i scared you (laughs) oh really no you would have scared me with their fan okay well that's good yeah we watched their fan okay so that's i think i'm all right point that's a good point that's a really good point (laughs) so i usually read the back of the vhs but i'm just gonna have to read the amazon uh, summary, which is a middle-aged husband falls for his children's teenage babysitter. 
And right off the bat, I'm going to say something. Mm -hmm. Where the hell is the kid? Oh, <laughs> you don't remember? What happened? Well, he's like right in the first scene where Candy comes in and the mother is just about to leave with the kid to her mother. And he's just like there in the doorway and he says, hi, Candy. <laughs> she's like, hi, Mike. Like, peace and love. Where does he go after that? He go. He's in the car with the mom. The entire time? Like when she's on the boat and stuff? No, no, not when she's on the boat. No, he's at her mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was just, like, really concerned. Yeah, I was, I was really <laughs> concerned. I'm like, no one seems to worry about the child that's involved here. He joined the uh, the, the bike gang. <laughs> Maybe. It seemed fun, I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, oh, so yeah. you answered a critical question I had. I was really worried about that child because it just seemed like, oh, I'm a babysitter. Wait, where's baby, as they call it? And again, it's not a, really a baby. Um, yeah, in no way. Well, okay, so about a year before this Yes. Yes, there about a year before this one, there was another movie called The Babysitter, which is almost exactly what this movie is about. And they use the same exact quote. It's very weird. It's very strange. It's almost sinister. But you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. The same director, same writer, and the writer happens to be the guy who's the lead here, George E. Carey. He doesn't yes. have much of a film history. But apparently, they shot a movie about a babysitter called The Babysitter, also named Candy Wilson, played by a different yes. actor. And then the next year, they shot another movie about a babysitter named Candy Wilson, where his job and his title changed and such. But it's essentially mm -hmm. the same thing. Apparently, that one had motorcycles, too. Yes. I don't understand. How does this come to be? Maybe I'm, like, going into a wrong, the wrong direction. The only thing I could think of is, like, this old man really liked shooting sex scenes with younger actresses. And well, you know he... what, Brian? I don't want to <laughs> say, but you know, when you find your niche, right? <laughs> in research of this movie, Weekend with the Babysitter, to then finding his past work with the Babysitter, it just kind of screams gross to me because, <laughs> <laughs> well, it does because it's like in both of these movies, he's a producer and he stars in it. And yes. what's the overall theme of it? Oh, he gets to make out with teenage girls. It's very, very weird. And this dude is like, not just like some guy. He looks, I'm not trying to be ageist, but he looks old as hell. You know, I'm just going well, it out there. He's definitely salt and pepper, <laughs> you know, and uh, he dances like he has definitely broken a hip before. <laughs> Just so, so bizarre, so interesting, but so bizarre. I really want to see the babysitter now, too, though. Yeah, I want to see because I want to say, like, what's similar, what's different? Mm -hmm. Why did they make two movies in a row that are almost the same? Except that one, I think he's like an accountant or an attorney or something. And this one, this well, one is more creepy. Well, in the babysitter, he's apparently an attorney yes. that's prosecuting a motocross game. So he's a real square in that one. <laughs> But this one, he's like a nice square. It's kind of like he's making up for the last movie. Which is funny because he's like, oh, I didn't write the dialogue. It's like, you kind of did. <laughs> you did, though. Like, you literally did. Because <laughs> he, he plays a, di a director who, God, they, they hit this so heavy. But mm -hmm. essentially, you know, his home life isn't that great. His wife is addicted to pills and later heroin. And, you know, he wants to spend some time with her. She doesn't want to because she has other drug-related plans. And yeah. the babysitter sticks around. You know, she comes over and he's like, hey, you're reading my screenplay. Oh, you know <laughs> you the lingo read. and I don't? Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought you hippies didn't know how to read. Wow. Yeah. Long, you long haired. <laughs> yes. He literally says that. <laughs> and I wanted to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of it all is that I still think that these are like hippie stereotypes anyway. He's like, no, no, no. This is the real story because we're getting it from, uh, what are their names? Like, <sighs> itchy, scratchy. What is it? Yes. No. Snitch. No. Yeah, Snitch. Uh, Mary AK. Mary, who is yeah, my Mary, favorite. Mary. Yes. Do you remember why her name is Mary Mary? Yes, I would love to tell the audience, if I may, Brian. You may, you may. Okay, Mary Mary, she's named that because she has really, really uh, big knockers. And so (laughs) they figured that they had to call her by her name twice because it fit her better or something. Something like that. It's something very, very gross and misogynistic (laughs) that she giggles away. So there you yeah, go. It's like, Haha. And she even has a shirt that says Mary Mary. <laughs> Which I am planning on making immediately. I think it's an awesome shirt, yeah. <laughs> I think so that. too. <laughs> um, who's the main hippie? What's his name? I don't even know, but like that guy is like, I don't know, that guy's cool. He's like, yeah, man. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, AK man. That's AK? AK? Yeah, okay. that's his name, AK. So gotcha. cool, man. Yeah, showing him how to smoke the reefer, dude. So cool. Oh, God. So. yeah okay let's get into that yeah yeah i mean let's just get into it again there's not much scholarship here the again the director's the same director as the babysitter the 1969 version um his name's don henderson he only directed three theatrical films and that's the babysitter weekend with the babysitter and a movie called the touch of satan yes there were three (laughs) in a row Yep. I don't know. As I talk about it, I'm thinking like maybe they, these people were like part of a cult or something. Oh, like just, I hope so. And like this is how they would get young ladies. I don't know. It's Oof. it's just it, it's very sinister. And why name her Candy in both films? Like I don't know. I can go very very deep into my own conspiracy theories with these movies, but I have to educate myself and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So again, we have this kind of early scene where like i said the babysitter shows up and she's just not supposed to be there and it's kind of blamed on the wife's drug troubles like she hired her but she didn't need her Mm -hmm. and she's off on her own mission to score some drugs at some fancy people's i don't know if they're that fancy but like a drug dealer's house or whatever right right definitely a drug den but very high class (laughs) you know because they deal heroin in the 70s and that's a high class drug yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll later talk about what happens to the heroine, because I definitely want to talk oh, about that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, this is going to be one of those films that we kind of just talk it out, because there's no really other way. Like, there's no deep anal- analysis here. It's just going to be, oh, my God, did you see that scene kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. So, so when she's over and she's talking about his screenplay and she's saying it's not great that it doesn't mm-hmm. have the true lingo. She invites him, and, and she's clearly a teenager. She doesn't say her exact age, which I think is part of the mystery, but she's, she's a teenager. Like, she's our high schooler here. We don't see high school, but... How old are you, Candy? Does it matter? And she looks it, too. It's not that she doesn't even look it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can't be any, any older than 19, 18, 19 years old, I would say. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, but there was still no mention of high school in it, but you can only imagine... You know, that she's I'm like right out. Oh, I know. I know. Either she's right out or it seems like for me, I thought it was like, well, there's an issue, too, in this film, I think, with seasons as well, because considering it takes place over a weekend. But regardless, mm-hmm. I-, I assume she was on some kind of break or whatever. I don't think all her hippie friends are, are young high schoolers. I think she's just part of this clique. But regardless, they go out to 
a cool rock and roll lounge and that's where you see him old man dancing and oh trying, to, <laughs> trying to get, get hip, hip. And, yeah <laughs> and they accept this dude into their club like right away like oh you're friends with her you're friends with candy so you're friends with us yay we're going to tune you in onto what's happening now this here is called a joint yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could meet people as welcoming as that. They, they do not exist at all. <laughs> it's so funny. So, yeah, I mean, a scene you're alluding to is... This, is... this is a weird film in a sense that a lot of the films I've seen of this era are, like, really anti-drug, no matter what the drug is. Yes. But this is, like, very pro-pot. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, by the way. It's, it's very pro-pot, very anti-heroin. Again. I understand. But it's just different for the era because usually you'd see like everything is bad, you know? They're not yeah. making Jim seem immoral at all, you know? No. Like, everything is rationalized. Well, his wife's a junkie, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, this is what we're going to see throughout the film quite a bit is like this comparison of pot versus heroin <laughs> or like. Oh, yeah, you know, um, fun cabin sex scene with Jim and Candy versus, like, forced threesome with the kind of lesbian pill popper and the <laughs> wife and the drug dealer. Like, you're, we're going to see a lot of these. Literally. Persons. And it is kind of like, well, pot's not so bad compared to heroin. Like, yeah, like yeah, I guess yeah. not. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's definitely true, but it's also right. like, but it's also, it's just, they're rationalizing every weirdo thing this old man is doing and yeah. sh shaming everything his wife is doing, who clearly has a problem, you know, right. like she, she definitely needs help. But um, oh, yeah. back to that, this, this like smoking the joint scene is just yeah. so amazing. I, I noticed something about this film. This film could have probably been done in 30 minutes. But it has a lot of like <laughs> lingering shots or it keeps us in a room for like 10 minutes. And I don't know why we're in this room for 10 minutes, but just AK is explaining to Jim and mm -hmm. the audience what a joint is and then eventually how to smoke it. And <laughs> <laughs> which is like so cringy. Oh, my God. Just and the like way he looks, too. Yeah, it's just like the whole like watching Jim smoke it. I just like, again, just wanted to throw up. I wanted to gag because he was just, you know, he did that whole like pursed lip, like really sucking in the air and like just like exaggerated. Like, yeah. get out, get out of here, Grandpa, <laughs> go home. <laughs> he looks like such like a square, even when they're trying to make him look cooler because like, oh, they taught him the real way to do it. Originally, he does it like he's fancy man, you know. Yeah, smoking a cigarette. Like, oh, no, nah, man, that's not how you do it, man. Come and on. I love how the guy goes, he says something along like tar or something that cigarettes have. He's like, you're not going to get any of that, of that from here. It just, oh, again, right. this whole film to me is some old dude's rationalization of like a midlife crisis, if you will, like him behaving this way. But I don't know. It's just, it's just funny and bizarre I, I don't know yeah like this 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 one is kind of hard to put the thumb on because you are entertained you're enjoying yourself even but then you're like wait this is kind of sleazy there's like an <laughs> underlying sleaze to this movie and it's really hard to like place but yeah a lot of um 
rationalizing of his behavior yes. is going on and it's very like oh man like dad is definitely going through a midlife crisis here <laughs> and we're supposed to, again just be like oh okay well i that's understandable his wife's exactly. a quote, unquote, junkie you know one thing that from an earlier scene that i really want to mention that i totally forgot as i peruse my notes mm-hmm. besides for like the weirdness on the shot lingering there's also mm-hmm. a lot of weird like music in this film i'm so glad you said that <laughs> And we'll talk about a bunch of these weird music scenes. But one of the first ones that I was like, what is going on? Was before they go out, Jim has Candy make martinis. And there's like this lingering, like fancy, not fancy, like weirdo music on yes. while she's making it. And it's like a two minute scene of her making drinks. <laughs> it's very flute heavy. Yes, yes. <laughs> But that was part of the 70s. Like, oh, yeah. the flute came back, like, for some reason. So, yeah, we're going to see a lot of flute, or we're going to hear a lot of really weird lyrics. <laughs> yes. Really gross, weird lyrics. <laughs> I got to see if I can isolate some of these songs from the movie. You have to, please. Especially they're... my favorite one, please. <laughs> when we get to it, don't forget it, because I, I definitely want to know what your favorite one is. Yeah, I can't forget, so great. So let's take care of Jim first and then we'll take okay. care of we'll take care of the mom because okay. like you said this is really two movies in one except for the beginning and the end right there's, there's no interaction between daddy as he's called <laughs> in the trailer and, and on the poster and uh-huh. i guess mommy i don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> so weird so the the long hairs the hippies are like hey we just happen to own a motocross track you should stop by tomorrow and he's like okay <laughs> Yeah, sure thing, kids. I'll be there at all at noon. You know, like, sure. <laughs> I love how he immediately goes and buys a motor, like a motorbike. Like how how dripping with midlife crisis is that? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just rationalizing like an older dude buying a motorcycle. Like mm-hmm. this is what the kids do. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah. she's kind of like subtly teaching him how to use it. It's so weird. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Without like giving away too much of how the motorcycles factor into the ending. What mm-hmm. do you think of this whole like motocross scene and element here and just like the races they're having and because i'll be honest with you like i never really associated hippies with motocross races yeah that that was weird like the image that i have in my head of anything remotely hippie-ish and motorbike is like easy rider motorcycle leather like i have no home i'm just a drifter you know a wanderer like something like that. But these are like established people with like, yeah, motocross, like BMX almost, like lazy BMXers. <laughs> or I guess stoned BMXers, we can say. Um, I just think they had these probably from the last movie, considering that's who he was prosecuting. It just seems so right. odd. In the 90s, we would go through kind of like a uh, motocross and BMX and extreme sports momentum. Yes, so, X Games. Yeah, yeah, a little ahead of its time here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But I was just going to mention quickly, like, this guy, like, he's hanging out with his hippie friends that he's making over this weekend, and yet mm-hmm. he's still wearing his, like, stupid sweaters or... <laughs> his chinos. Old, yeah, his old man clothes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, throughout this film, he's not necessarily shedding his identity, but more so like dipping his toes and literally just Fair. like using her as an escort kind of thing. Like he's at Disney World 
and he's got somebody kind of showing him around. That's yeah, that's no, kind of right. what's going on. Like, yeah, sure, he got it like a motocross motorcycle bike, you know. But <laughs> but hey, he also has a boat. But hey, he also has an airplane. Oh hey, but also he has a cabin in some undisclosed location. Oh, so he's boy. kind of like a jack of all trades. Like oh, he has boy. a lot of hobbies. So as I go through my notes, mm-hmm. I wrote like, does, is Candy missing a tooth, or am I crazy? She uh, has a little bit of a snaggle tooth. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, you would uh, notice that, but yeah, we had a me and my my partner. We had to pause it a few times and like like what. What's wrong with her mouth? No, it's just a little snaggle tooth. She's natural, you know. Uh, which is which is fine, whatever. Yeah. It, like it doesn't matter. I was just curious because you know usually you don't see that in Hollywood, but it's cool. No. Like you said, she's natural. She's yeah, she's natural. <laughs> Mayhaps uh, she had a touch of Satan. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she was also in. Oh, she was. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. We need to do a triple feature of these films because we so do because there's like this progression. We'll, we'll save see. that for one of the questions I ask you later in terms of Ooh. what are the other, you know, what are the other movies we're going to rent for the slumber party, perhaps. Um, mm, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So what you alluded to is true. Like this guy keeps upping the ante with candy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but before they travel to his mountain cabin with his plane, which he can fly himself, of course, they go home and they have. A nice night of love making. Oh my gosh. Which is so cringeworthy. I'm sure you're not still Ugh. still alive, dude, who played Jim. So I might be a little critical here, but like it just was like it looked uh, I don't know how to say this like politely. Like it looked <sighs> like a grandpa on a teenage girl. Like it did. Yes, it did. No, it truly did. Like where their fan was bad, you know, because she was like really crazy young. And he was like kind of a teenager, early 20s. This is like, this goes beyond. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just like swarmy because there was like a fire. And there was like, <laughs> again, the flute makes an entrance. Very 70s. Very 70s. Very 70s. Yeah. Everything was, you know, that weird like faded Instagram filter kind <laughs> yeah. of like, like look. Tone, yeah. Yes, thank you. And it was just like, oh, gross. Like, you're trying to make this like every other sex scene, but it's with a teenager. Ew. And it's also like, to me, juxtaposed by the motorcycle scene we had before. I don't know if you remember the music from the motorcycle scene, but it's like they're, it's like they're at the circus. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> and they're just like falling over each other. And Mary Mary is there like laughing with her boobs jiggling wildly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, Boom intimate moment by the fireplace and we see this like right. look for an old man he's in good shape and we see his butt and everything and just like oh yeah yeah but still it's just <sighs> yeah it was kind of like being thrown in cold water that's essentially how i felt because i was having such a great time watching the race and then all of a sudden i was forced <laughs> to see this man's butt <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it's, it's not like, what is this, the tommy was so movie yeah like, <laughs> it was close <laughs> And it's not, again, this is not shot in a way like, oh, my God, this is creepy. What is he doing? He's crossing the line here. He's got a wife. He's got kids. Like, she's in trouble. It's not shot like that. It's almost shot like, well, what else is he supposed to do? His wife's away.
say she left him for this weekend. I mean, and and Candy is obviously down for it. I mean, hell, she came on to him. Yes, she started rubbing his back. Oh God! (laughs) But that's how it's written. Like literally, that's how it's written. Like she is the one that's going for it. And you can't help but to step outside the movie for a bit and being like. And think, and just thinking like this was definitely one of those situations like, hey, you want to be in a picture? You know, to like a young girl. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you're you're in Hollywood. You want to make your big break? Take your shirt off. <laughs> like, uh, uh. like that's, I know it's so gross. I'm so sorry. Well, you wanted me to do this. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm happy we're talking about it because it's interesting and fun. And we're not, to be clear, I, I don't think it's, I think it is clear. You and I are not endorsing his behavior. <laughs> No, absolutely not. And I'm not endorsing hers either. No. And I believe there's, is this where like there's a shower scene right after too? Oh, of course. Yeah, the next day. <laughs> and there's kind of like a cut, oh. a cutaway of like, I'm going to bring you to a place that I've never brought someone. It's my snowy mountain remote cabin and we're going to fly <laughs> right. my airplane there. Yeah. And the cabin looks really weird. Like the roof is too long. <laughs> it's very <laughs> 70s looking too. But where the hell is this cabin? That's what I want to know. Because they're obviously in California, right? Yeah. And they spend an afternoon flying. Like, where is it? <laughs> I'm assuming just like really high in like the Rocky Mountains somewhere. The Rocky Mountains. Okay. Yeah. That's what. It, it doesn't make thinking. sense to me, to be honest with you. Cause like, is there an airport next to his, like a landing strip that. I don't know. Like, and, and how are you getting like water for your gross shower scene? Like, where is this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how those things work, of course. Like, someone listening probably knows, but I just thought it was ridiculous. Yes, we're not lucky enough to have a boat, a plane, and n- yeah. now a motorcycle. Like, all the. <laughs> yeah. Know, this guy has it all. Yeah, he, he truly does. Whew. Gross. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned it before. Cut throughout this, splice throughout is the wife's mm-hmm. issues. And she's... She's having a hard weekend, number one. A very hard weekend. I feel really bad for her. Jesus. Yeah. She has a drug problem, but we get that. But But yeah. At the house, they tell her, or the main guy, I forgot his name, he's like, oh, we need your boot to get more drugs. I want to use your boot. No way, Rich. So yeah, about her story, which we have been kind of neglecting her because, you know, all the all the action is with Candy and Jim at the cabin. <laughs> but with her story, her whole thing is like she goes to the drug dealer's house to presumably get more drugs. She is a high buyer. Okay. She has like thousands of dollars. Yeah, Ten thousand dollars in cash. Apparently. Like, whoa. And what what happens is though is that the drug dealer is also a smug like he wants to smuggle more shit into the US. And he knows that Miss Rich thing over here has a boat, or her husband does. And so what he does is he makes her go through withdrawals, by the way, while Jim is smoking weed, right? With all uh, like <laughs> And again, it's not, it's not cut with the same song, too. It's like, evil song. And like, hey, having fun with yeah. the kids. Evil. Like, exactly. It's crazy. Which makes me feel worse for her. And <laughs> more like, fuck you to Jim. And so like she's kind of forced to say like yeah sure we'll take my boat we'll go do this smuggling really quick and then we have to come back so yeah so that's what's happening all while jim is having fun with this teenager and and it's not just like her and the drug dealer on the boat it's this other dude who's also called a junkie um and they unfortunately use the n-word against him at one point oh yeah to leon i know that's the name leon okay (laughs) write their names down that's to leon yeah Yeah. but then there is there's sand there's sancho 
Sancho. Who's like the okay kind of the helper guy. And then there's a woman. There's another woman there. Yes, Doris. Doris, Miss yes. Doris. And this yes. is their like drug smuggling team. Yeah, it's their gang, their own gang that she is being involved with, which is so sad. And eventually, like the boat scenes are so weird because they go from like sun tanning on the boat to like everyone's turning against everyone to like no one knows how to drive this thing (laughs) right well they're drug dealers so it's like where the comparison is is like this motocross fun gang everyone's like all friendly and helping each other and having friendly (laughs) races whereas on the boat it's like people are shoving like knives in everyone's face and like raping people and it's just horrible it's it's a nightmare on this boat It's a nightmare. Yeah, this is the worst weekend ever, is what I'm saying. Ever, ever. And then you alluded to this before as well. At one point, she's forced into a threesome. Yeah, and they show it. Like, they're not apologetic about this. Nope. And this scene is going on while that fun cabin sex scene is going on. (laughs) So there's, like, a hard comparison where there's, like, you know, heavy flute and fun and, like, oh, on the bed. Like doing a pillow war. Oh God! And yeah. Then, and then, like, the mom is like having to do stuff to this woman. That actually kind of bothered me. Do you think a man wrote this screenplay? Oh, do I? Do I think so, Brian? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and again, it's so weird that the lead actor wrote the screenplay, and he's writing this. Oh. He's writing this scene like, oh, I'm gonna have a nice, cute, intimate scene with this 17-year-old while right. my wife—he's probably like based it on his own wife in real life, you know? Like, oh my god, yeah, he probably just like, had a you? fight with her. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like honestly, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's just, it's just gross. Eventually, you know, the fantasy kind of ends between Candy and Jim. As they, you know, Mm -hmm. they they go back to the real world. This is an office scene randomly? Yes, the office scene. Yes. The guy who works at the dock is like, there's something I got to tell you. Your wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's off somewhere with drug dealers. And then he's like, oh, I got to go find her. Yeah. And that's when finally the two stories collide. Yeah. And there's a moment between Candy and Jim where basically Candy's like, look, I do this all the time. This isn't that serious. Yeah. You're good. Like, you're allowed to have affairs. It's totally understandable. She gives him, like, You're just a man, yeah. is literally a quote. <laughs> like, you're a man. Yep. It's okay. Like, holy oh, shit, dude. The seal of approval to be, like, a dirtbag. Like, well, if she says it, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then we have these long shots of him in the plane mm-hmm. looking for her in the ocean, looking for his uh, wife on the boat in the ocean. Exactly. And like, yeah, like going in really close. Like this is like the action shots, you know, (laughs) this is the ones they were really excited to shoot. And it doesn't really end up like, I guess he finds her, but they end up like finding a doc too. Oh, I know we're breezing through this, but this movie is Mm -hmm. like not chronologically recorded in my head. I'm just like remembering things. Um, Doesn't Sancho end up dying? Yes. R.I.P. Sancho. So what (laughs) happened, what happens is... Crompton, I believe their Jim's last name is Mrs. Crompton, has like a heroin addict freak out at one point and jumps off the boat. Sancho, feeling some kind of guilt or some kind of like, you know, pity for this woman, like jumps off and grabs her and saves her. Well, this pisses the drug dealer off a whole bunch. 
we don't know why. I mean, she's the <laughs> owner of the boat, right? Like, obviously, they still need her. But yeah. him and Sancho, like, start getting into a fight because Sancho's like, you know what? Screw this. Let's get back to shore. You know, whatever. And the drug dealer ends up throwing him overboard. And we presume that he's dead because the, like, the, the blades of the yes. boat kind of, like, squirt out blood randomly and and so yeah i i actually liked sancho he seemed to have a little bit of redeemable qualities you know he did like sure he did heroin but who doesn't (laughs) oh man it's it's insane um did we miss your favorite song yet no uh oh we did we missed my favorite song so yeah we were talking about how songs are also kind of their own character in this movie yeah and my favorite song is when they are exploring like the forest around the cabin i guess like walking to the cabin from the um non-existent airstrip (laughs) um and it it has lyrics that go like come into my world (laughs) come into my world and they find like a random boat and she like takes off his hat and wears it and they're just giggling and it's like come into my world it's so good that was my favorite (laughs) song of all time i've been trying to find it on amazon music today and i could not find i'm gonna have to try to track these songs down because Please do. They're insane and intense. I hope someone, I'm assuming yeah. people listening today, like, didn't see the movie because they probably aren't familiar with it. I hope they're listening to mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're being pretty literal. This is exactly what's happening. No, this is, like, I'm not exaggerating anything. Like, this is great for people who love those, like, exposing kind of films. Uh, yeah, like definitely very films, yeah. Exploitative, thank you. That's the term. A lot of miniskirts a headband or two here and there but it's really good i liked there was someone who had a dress that was like long sleeve but like a short dress i forgot who it was hmm. she had a very 70s dress like the fashion in here is pretty cool <laughs> oh super cool actually i super dug candy's first outfit like the tweed kind of dress when she was coming in on her own motorcycle oh yeah she made me want to get one i'm not gonna lie yeah i no, might when cool. i go through my own midlife crisis i might buy like a vespa or something i'm planning on it as long as you don't act like jim no i don't think i could (laughs) but i do want to talk about this insane ending and it probably has to be one of the most insane endings i have ever (laughs) seen in a film and i'm not exaggerating okay the boat ends up like finding a dock but it's a weird dock because it's not connected on the land Mm -hmm. but while Jim has discovered their whereabouts. He radios in to somebody who gets the motorcycle crew, the hippie motorcycle crew, somehow relays a message to help him out on this mission. And they all come at like 20 of them on their motorcycles to where this boat is docking, that they somehow, you know, find it and surround the bad guys, essentially. Mind you, Mm -hmm. uh, the wife has stayed on the boat. So Jim's not too involved, right? Like, wait, who's the one who ties up the main bad guy. Uh, that's just like a whole bunch of yeah, it's faceless just like a- hippies. Yeah, AK and like some faceless hippies. Yeah. And they end up, yeah, tying up the bad guys and they like leave some of the other people to go, but they tie up like the main guy in this <laughs> random pipe. <laughs> yes, they, they tie up the main bad guy to a pipe. They let Leon kind of just sit there. Yeah. And then they one of them takes Doris on his bike and she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Which is great. And, like, goes I actually with laughed them. at that. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, Doris, Doris is Doris. She's, She's just in a bad situation. Yeah, she's on uppers and downers. Like, she doesn't <laughs> I love when they just, you know, get the stash and it's all this heroin. And, well, they find yeah. some they find some hashish and 
AK is like, oh, right, hash, man. So it's like, yay. Yeah, they're back in Parasite again. Yeah. Again, I get it, but it's also, it's just like weird that's so in your face. And the heroine, right. they end up having, not selling it on the street or, or turning into the police. They end up having a, like a food fight, but with heroin. <laughs> they're just like sitting like, ha ha, like breaking the bags over each other. Like, this is fun. Yeah, this like laughing at them. I'm just like, you're inhaling the heroin, you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> and then getting on motorcycles. Yeah, like you see Candy like whipping around over her face. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just LOL, LOL, you know? <laughs> I've never really truly thought that a movie would seriously end or almost end with a heroin fight. Like, and again, when I, I say know. fight, it's for fun. It's not, they're not like fighting with each other. They're just like throwing it around like it's confetti. Yeah, like they're literally they like see that it's heroin they break open the bags and they're like dumping it out on the sand that is what we're describing folks they are having like a pillow fight yeah because they're throwing it at their friends like ha ha you know (laughs) yeah like ha ha lol like that's exactly what they're doing it's just amazing to me that so much was conveyed to them from a radio dispatcher from the plane because they knew who the main bad guy was right even though he didn't even know you know even though uh Jim didn't even know because he wasn't yes. on the boat. But they knew who the main bad guy was. They knew to destroy the heroin. Apparently, that was a directive, right? Like, they knew all these things. Right. Well, they're hippies. True. They're long hairs. They they're get long it. Hairs. They're with it. Yeah. They're with it. <laughs> they dig it, yeah. Yeah, they dig it, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The real hippie lingo. And then the movie kind of ends with the forgiveness of everything because Jim just goes onto the boat and, like, hugs his wife. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, wow, how was your weekend yeah, here? That you know? was a like, crazy weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm all better now. I love you again. Let's try to make this work for Mike that was there for five minutes of this film. So, yeah, basically this film is just a big rationalization on, like, you know. Che- midlife crisis. Midlife crisis, cheating on your wife. Uh, yeah. Because like, in the end of the day, he realized that, you know, that was just for fun. But, you know, the real love was with his wife and he came back and rescued her from the heroin boat. Right. So it's kind of like saying like, hey, ladies, you know, let this happen because he will come back to you and he will save you <laughs> from that yacht. Boys will be boys. Yeah. He, he's just a man. Yeah. You know, it's OK. That's, a, that's literally what they said, as, as you mentioned. He's just yeah. a man. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then Candy is just like watching the boat oh, go. Oh god, yeah. You know, kind of like like she accomplished something. Yeah, like oh, you know. I, I brought him into the the real world. Uh, Cuz her big exactly. thing her big thing is about living in the now and she now feels like it almost gives you the sense that she feels like she was the one who repaired their marriage. She's like Exactly. Like kind of like a go little one. Yeah. Go go off. Like my work here You're is welcome. done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My work here is done. I've saved a marriage by having sex with this old man all weekend. Right. And yeah, the last line, ciao baby. Yeah, ciao <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh. So good. So good. Ciao, baby. So I'm glad you didn't hate the movie. I'm glad you weren't like, why did you put me through this? I'm glad you found some entertainment no. in it. <laughs> I really liked it. And for $1.99, I'm happy with my purchase. I think that's like four, the first $4 they have in the <laughs> probably this year. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, I, I actually did enjoy it. Like, yeah, it was smarmy. Yeah, you know, there was definitely some, like, dead eyes with some of the actors. Like, no connection at all. Oh, my but, God. Right. 
The acting Candy, was hello. so bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, it Candy. It was so bad. I apologize. Yeah. I hope you're not like murdered by the cult now, and I'm just like speaking ill of the dead. But right, Candy was yeah. so bad. Again, that's why I just think they took her off the street. Hey, you want to make it in Hollywood, kid? It just, that seems yeah. They like probably it. they found her on a mall, like she's working at a yogurt yeah. stand or yeah. something, and you know like they're like, "You want to be in pictures?" <laughs> yeah, at a Burger King or something. But I enjoyed the movie because I, I love the costumes. I thought the, the dialogue was absolutely hilarious. And there were some scenes that kind of made me feel, you know, something. So it was like, it was a good movie. You know, I thought so. For what it was, definitely. It's one of these films that if you take it too seriously, you're obviously not going to enjoy it. But if, mm-hmm. if you watch that trailer... You're hopefully not going to take this movie seriously. Again, the trailer with the whole, like, you know. What's the tagline for both The Babysitter and Weekend with the Babysitter? Oh, she went to sit with baby, but she left with daddy. <laughs> Which I'm getting tattooed on me. Please, please. That would be. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll go over well with everyone in your life. Oh, yeah, for sure. There'll be no questions at Thanksgiving <laughs> at all. <laughs> Oh, boy. So any other uh, things maybe in your notes or stuff you want to talk about? We pretty much talked about every scene in this film. But Mm -hmm. anything that stuck out to you that maybe we missed? Yes. There were two characters that we did not talk about in this film that I felt were very mysterious. So in the uh, scenes, you know, in in our story of uh, Mrs. Crompton and her smuggling weekend, there were two. Oh yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like the two like smuggler guys who looked like I don't know, like preppy ish. <laughs> they looked like the Gordon's fishermen, you know? Yeah. Like how yeah. are these guys like Mexican drug smugglers? They they literally looked like they came off of like a lobstering boat in Maine. <laughs> they did, and I love what they said. Yeah. They're just like, we, you know, we can't do the drug deal with you. <laughs> it was essentially yeah, like that. just like you're too hot. Like <laughs> I hypothesize that like. Again, this is made by someone probably with money to burn, and they just want to do something. They probably have friends with a boat at, at the marina, and they're like, oh, can we be in your movie too? It's like, yeah, sure, why not? You yeah. can play the Mexican drug smugglers. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah, just uh, go sit out on the beach for a little bit. Get a little bit of a tan. And let's try not to get canceled here. So bad. <laughs> yeah, they were interesting. I, I forgot about them. Another mm-hmm. Another note that we didn't mention that I wrote down was in that – you know, juxtaposition of the hard, forced lesbian sex yeah. scene threesome versus like the tender, the tender love making mm-hmm. scene with Jim and Candy. Did you notice that Jim and Candy are like eating crackers and drinking milk? Oh, yeah. What an old person kind of meal is that? <laughs> They're like in bed. That was so, yeah. They're like triscuits. Yeah. And milk. Like, what's your problem? Scoo, let's make love with some triscuits. Like, honestly, honestly, <laughs> next time my partner and I are going to have a romantic night, I am forcing that. <laughs> and we're going to explore that because I don't get it at all. But yeah, it was, it was so gross. And like, oh, wouldn't that like cut your gums? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're ve- Triscuits so- are very sharp, but also like milk. They are. Like, yeah. Let's bring it's a like glass of milk. To- cereal. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it was a white Russian. Maybe, but. Because she's such a great bartender, yeah, apparently. Like, You'll be the bartender, teenage girl. <laughs> yeah, like, ew. Just drink some Sambuca. You'll be fine. But again, the glory of this film is the fact that they are not presenting any of this as ill. 
Like, they're not presenting any no. of this as gross. It is simply, oh, well, I get why he's doing that. Again, I don't get it, but this is what they're trying to, to tell us. Like, you see? He's a good guy. He has milk when he makes love. He doesn't have... <laughs> alcoholic beverages and heroin right yeah calcium is good for you (laughs) (laughs) so he's teaching her things as well so it's a yeah you know it's an exchange of education you know and culture it's really good oh man anything else or shall we move on to the questions (gasps) oh let's move on i'm ready for these questions now this is going to be difficult because i don't think a lot of it applies just because again we don't really see high school but yeah but, but some might. I mean, I, I think you've tipped your hand on some of them. First, the, the, the Wooderson Award. Is there a character who you would have liked to see more of in Weekend with the Babysitter? I Well, it, it's a toss-up, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Mary Mary. Because I don't know if you recall this, but in the introduction of Candy's Friends at the um, a bar, I guess, uh, <laughs> AK said that Mary Mary was the owner of the motocross field oh i didn't get yeah. that wow oh my what yeah that's great Women yeah owned she's, she's the I owner like <laughs> right right so she's a badass so i want to learn like what's her story like and why was she so quiet like girls speak up so i really wanted to learn more about her but if it wasn't for her then probably sancho he's like my batman like what's going on with him <laughs> Maybe he actually didn't die. I knew he saw the blood, but maybe he faked his own death. Yeah, maybe he just like lost an arm. <laughs> like who knows? <laughs> it's, that's possible too. I mean, yeah, two good choices there. Mary, Mary, very much intrigued me, and mm-hmm. you know, not not just for the obvious reasons. I, I had questions. <laughs> the two reasons. <laughs> and yeah, Sancho, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character who you would delete from this film? A character whose omission would make the film better? I would have to say maybe Snitch, honestly, honestly, <laughs> uh, because it was such like a small role and he was just like the Scooby-Doo, like he was just the goofy <laughs> guy and there was like no need for that. You know, maybe we could have expanded on Mary Mary. Yeah, I could see that, right? Like I like Sancho. Look, I would love to delete Jim because Jim is well, yeah, a dirtbag, but, but then we wouldn't have a movie. Right. But yeah, I think Snitch. I think Snitch didn't need to be there. So there's only really one confirmed high schooler in this film. That's Candy. Uh So so typically we give out the Cameron Fry Award for someone maybe who looks too old to be a high schooler. I don't know. (laughs) She kind of looked like a high schooler here. So I'm not going to complain about the way she looked. But I'll say this. She definitely was doing things that a teenager shouldn't do. Right. Which is why I'm thinking like, is she kind of like some kind of like latchkey kid? Or is she, like, actually in her 20s, but she just, like, moisturizes really well? <laughs> or, like, like what's the deal? Because she was obviously very young, but she kind of acted old solely in the way that she was just like, whatever, man. You know, <laughs> I've done this before. This has happened to me before. You know? I don't know. It's, hard it's strange to say. because the beginning of the film, they kind of act like she's the regular babysitter. They all know her. The kid yeah. knows her, as you said. Yeah. So, hey, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it struck me that she was like, you know, a teenager from the neighborhood. I don't know how long she's been doing this kind of stuff on the side, though, this long-haired hippie yeah. kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. who, who really knows? Who really knows? I tried to look up the actor's age, but I couldn't see it anywhere. Her name is Susan Roman. Right. 
Well, yeah, I was because I was trying to look her up as well, and she's only been in the two movies, Weekend with the Babysitter and Touch of Satan. And there's nothing, <laughs> I know, and there's nothing <laughs> about her life other than that. So that might even be like a stage name. Oh, it's possible. That's a good call. It's a good call. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, so who knows? Okay, so this film has no critical analysis on Rotten Tomatoes, nor does it have any people putting in their reviews. Oh, I, I, I suppose we could change that, but <laughs> but in High School Slum Party, we grade things on an A to F report card scale. Now, again, mm-hmm. this isn't, we all know out there, this is not an Oscar award winning movie, but for what it was, what will you give mm-hmm. Weekend with the Babysitter? Honestly, other than some uh, inconsistencies, some like weird camera cuts or scene cuts, some missed audio... I would still give this an A because the writing was tight. Wow. Um, Yeah, the characters were good. And I thought the comparison of drug stuff and sex stuff and all of that was was a different viewpoint than what we usually see in films. (laughs) So, So yeah, I would give it like a a solid A. Wow. A. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was very entertaining. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. I gave the mm-hmm. film a B minus, which I thought was high because a lot of people gave mm-hmm. this D's on the internet. But... Well, because it's dated as hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you don't take this seriously, you know, you mentioned you watched it with your partner and mm-hmm. you know, this is a fun movie. Like I think we've said this about a couple movies we've done together mm-hmm. on this podcast. This is a fun movie to watch with people, to watch at a slumber party. Like it's not really like let me watch alone and learn from this movie kind of film. Right. <laughs> we don't endorse anything that's happening in the film, trust me. It's Lord no. <laughs> <laughs> when you step out of it, once again I'm gonna say this, but when you step out of it and realize or try to realize what were these filmmakers thinking, and it's pretty clear, like, oh, this dude just wanted to do sex scenes with a young actor. And that's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. So I don't want to like paint this. Oh, this is the greatest thing to ever exist. I don't mean it that right. way. But when you think of it, you mentioned The Room before. When you think of it in films that way. Yeah. It's certainly like fun B-level cinema. Again. Right. <laughs> I keep being afraid that people are going to listen to this and be like, Brian's endorsing statutory rape or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. No. Well, no. Like Alex keeps talking about like, little girl stuff like she loves her fan she's a weirdo you know yeah no, <laughs> that's no, what i'm no. afraid is gonna that happen. is clearly not the case it's more this exists we're talking about it it is weird it's silly it's interesting it's such a time capsule from mm-hmm. the time it was made and that's what's that's what's interesting about it that's what's uh appealing about it you know i'd watch it again with a friend and i definitely would recommend it oh for sure for sure i, I would definitely watch again maybe with some some herbal help heroin i assume <laughs> heroin oh yes <laughs> massive amounts of heroin uh but yeah no it's just it's just a fun film these films that we talk about i give high grades to because i just see it for what it is and if i'm having a good time watching it then it's gonna get a high rating because it is a fun romp and you can pull it out at any party and someone's gonna have rules for it so these films are great they all have some great talking points so it's good stuff. So interesting question for you now. Mm-hmm. What does your weekend with the babysitter sleeping bag look like? Oh, God. Uh, well, it's going to look like a closed lock door because I don't want Jim inside of, like, anywhere of my <laughs> presence. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very far away from Jim. 
and probably with like my parents around literally yeah <laughs> i was thinking something maybe either ski lodge-ish looking or oh cute or yacht like you know something nautical but, okay. but then i was like you know what i just want a sleeping bag that looks like mary mary's shirt that just says mary mary on it that's fun i'm gonna steal that i'm gonna steal <laughs> that from it. you that me too me too that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> yep same Okay, so you could go with what we said already. You could think of some other things. But if we're in this 1970s weirdo, bizarro world blockbuster and we're we're renting two films from any day time in the history of the world, mm-hmm. in addition to Weekend with the Babysitter, what two other films should we watch on this slumber party? Okay, well, one movie screamed out at me while I was watching this because I love the whole uh, motorbike aspect of it. But uh, another movie from back in the 19, like, like 1960s, early 1970s, called Hellcats. Hellcats. Interesting. Yes. Yes. This was a movie that Mystery Science Theater did a riff on, which is equally, well, more so maybe um, as awesome. But it deals with a biker gang and all the shenanigans that they get. Ooh. So, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely that one. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe... Maybe some reefer madness, just to throw that in there, <laughs> just for fun, you know, to really educate the kids about the dangers of drugs and stuff. Yes, maybe they got a bad sense from this film about the joys of the marijuana, and they need yeah. to watch reefer madness to put them back in their place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I think that those would be good for the slumber party. I love it. That, that would be an interesting night, that's for sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I want to clarify, like, if you're watching this with a friend, make sure it's a friend you know well. If it's, like, a first date or something, I wouldn't suggest this film. <laughs> right. And you guys shouldn't even really be together because you should be six feet apart, so... <laughs> fair, fair. But good yeah. call. Good call. But maybe you're having a Zoom party. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, it should be somebody who's going to forgive you for laughing or something. Yeah, someone who knows your personality and knows you're not an evil person for being like, I love this film. It's exactly. A, it's about an old man having sex with an 18-year-old and, you know, his wife is being put in bad situations because of her drug problem. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else you want to mention about Weekend with the Babysitter or life? Anything you want to plug? Not really. Just hanging in there. Just enjoying watching Netflix and my Amazon Prime account. Um, so I've just been watching a lot of great movies. Having a groovy time. It's been fun having you. We've recorded another one that I haven't released yet, but that's going to be mm-hmm. a fun one too. We'll we'll do a different kind of film next time because I don't think there's many like this one. But who knows? But Good. We'll... Good. <laughs> I remember originally you were like, I don't want my reputation to be the person who only talks about murder films. So I'm glad we've opened well, a new avenue with like 70s smut films. Exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for you know, stopping by through the means of the internet more than six feet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. These are always a blast to do. I am in so much debt to Alex Schroeder for enjoying that film with me. And wow, listening back to that, I can't believe we gave it such high grades. Again, I want to be clear. We do not endorse any happenings in the film. We are enjoying it in a different kind of way. We're laughing at it, not laughing with it. 
we're not with it. Well, maybe we are in the 70s way. I don't know. But listening back to that, I was like, were we the ones on heroin? Were we the ones on hashish to give it that kind of score? Clearly, I haven't done either of those drugs because I don't know if they make you inflate scores on 70s exploitation films or not. I don't know the side effects, and I hope not to know them. Wow, we veered to a weird place. But yes, we do not endorse the bad things happening here. It's just laughable when viewed in the prism of what it is. That's my disclaimer. Don't hate me. Don't think I'm a bad person. I'm really, really, really sorry. This is, again, a funny, funny watch if you have a fucked up brain like me and Alex. (laughs) But anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you hate this movie, I totally, totally understand. It is a weird one. Let's move on to next week because this one is a popular one among the internet folk. Maybe y'all haven't seen it, but if you did, I suggest watching it again because there's a new Blu-ray and 4K edition of this film out, and you definitely want to check it out. The film is called Rad. His name is Crew. Ain't good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without kids. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held, Hell Track. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some $100,000. Hell Track in this big town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paper boy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen this raw determination and talent in one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You're scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. That's going to be a fun one. We talked a lot of weird motocross in this film today weekend with a babysitter we're going to talk a lot of bmx next week and my guest is the godfather himself i feel like he's been on a lot lately and there is no problem with that at all joey lewandowski will be here and i'm going to tell you he's really excited to talk about this film rad Woo! so that's kind of your pseudo homework no real homework in the summer but you definitely want to watch it so you know what we're talking about And wow, the rum runner I made for myself was so delicious, but uh, it's making me tired. It's making me sleepy. I should hit the hay, hop in my sleeping bag, go inside. Not in that order, of course, but (laughs) this was a pleasure, guys. Once again, I either apologize or I pat myself on the back for pointing you in the direction of this weird film. I guess it depends on your personality. But once again, thank you, Alex, for joining me on this episode. And thank you guys for bearing with me on this one as well. 
weekend with a babysitter. What a trip. <laughs> Remember, guys, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Congratulations on completing your second babysitting assignment. This was, let's see, around an hour long. Here's 20 more dollars. Bravo. Good job. The kids survived, despite the awkward and problematic topic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I leave you with another song I was able to isolate from this film, and that's the song that plays in the infamous dance sequence in this movie. Later, dudes. Are you making it with candy? Well, wait a minute now. I want you to... Hey, don't get up high. It's a friendly question. Let me tell you something, baby. That little chick has it her way, you dig? I mean, there are cats in here follow her around like with their tongues caught in their belt buckle and nothing. So she picked up on you, it's because she did you. And if she digs you, we dig you. Dig? Yeah? Okay. Oh, wow, that great smile. Get it started. Oh, come on, I can't do that. Listen, contact starts with music. Come on, come on. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.